720 WGN. On Tuesdays, we always have all of our experts. We have Terry Savage talking money. We have Tom Skilling talking weather. He joins us at about 335. And Howard Tolman, um, one of the most interesting people in Chicago, according to me, and his article is on Inc.com today. We call it Minding Chicago's Business with Howard Tolman. Howard, today you're talking about reimagining how you market your brand. And I'm one of those people that I am, I am stuck with brands. Like if you, if you've captured me as a customer, you'd really have to screw up to lose me. Well, you know, I, I mean, I think everybody used to feel that way, but I mean, now it's just so hard to walk into the stores, whether it's Costco, whether it's Walmart, whether it's Walgreens or CVS, and literally say, gee, do I really want to pay $4 more for a bottle of Bayer aspirin than uh, the, the bottle that's sitting exactly next to it, which has the exact same ingredients, uh, and is the house brand? And honestly, I just think whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the economy, whatever it is, I just think we're smartening up and saying, what are we really paying for? In fact, there was this old joke about uh, Borden's uh, milk, which, of course, is a brand that's long gone, but it used to say, what's the difference between Borden's milk and all the other uh, brands? And the guy's answer was about a dollar a gallon. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And the point was, you know, why are we paying a premium uh, for certain kinds of things? And And I think that's happening more and more uh, for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is uh, the promise that brands have made to us. Uh, you know, a lot of these companies just haven't lived up to it. I mean, today uh, the news was something about uh, Trader Vic's, you know, uh, Trader Joe's rather is having a, the 23rd recall because yeah. in your crackers there might be metal. I mean, these are these are scary things. And, you know, that's not the kind of thing we used to associate with uh, quality. So, I, you know, I, I just think that uh, the brands need to look at what are people really interested in, what's really going to drive the relationship and restore trust, which is the other thing. You know, I mean, uh, whether it's Trump, whether it's COVID or whatever, we've done a really good job of destroying our confidence in medical you know, technology and doctors and everything else. And so the over-the-counter market in particular, people are just very wary of uh, paying a price and, you know, even listening to uh, to their doctors. So it's hard. I think, I think that you need to, you know, have people connect to your team, and I think you need to have a purpose beyond just making a profit these days because I think that's what people are looking to connect to. And what is the impact of social influencers and entertainers? Well, I think they're, they're probably the last people that are shamelessly walking around with, uh, you know, diamond-encrusted Rolexes and all kinds of fancy jewelry. And, you know, you have to say to yourself, first of all, do I think for one second that they paid for it or do I think yeah. that they were yeah. given, it, given it so they would flaunt it? Uh, and second of all, what kind of, you know, real credibility do they have? I, I, you know, I wouldn't buy a watch based on even as good a tennis player as, you know, some of these guys are. Um, I don't think that's, that's really a, an endorsement that makes sense. But, look, the other, the other thing that's happening is, you know, with respect to um, a lot of different products, you know, we, we've been pretty much told now 
that uh, if you go into these big warehouse chains, the people manufacturing their house brands are the exact same people as the ones who are manufacturing the branded products that are sitting right next to them. Yes, everybody really found that out about Costco and their vodka because everybody's like, I'm not going to buy that kind of vodka. I'm not buying Kirkland until you find out, like, oh, it's pretty much Grey Goose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, so, I mean, I think I think that we're, you know, we're just not uh, in a position. We're raising a generation to be just so cynical and not to really believe in anything. And it's funny what you were talking about in terms of Wisconsin and historic sort of old-fashioned restaurants. I mean, I think people are desperate for that kind of nostalgia and the promise that it delivers, you know, that you're Mm -hmm. at a real place that has real people. And, you know, those are hard to come by these days. They really are. They really are. Got about a minute left. I know that you've been writing op-eds left and right. Let's mind Chicago's business. What's on your mind today about uh, the issues that this city faces? I think... I think that uh, today, it was actually today I was writing about the state and Illinois has a chance to get into, to really jump with both feet into this debate about whether uh, former President Trump uh, is even uh, disqualified now from running for office because of the Constitution. And I think some states, it could be California, it might be Illinois, is going to say, you know, we're not putting them on the ballot. And let that argument go up to the Supreme Court and, and say, is this is this man, you know, uh, disqualified just as if he was under a certain age or just as if he was not a U.S. citizen or whatever the other requirements are? Because, you know, we're facing a prospect that a convicted felon could be, you know, elected as the president of the United States. And I mean, this just can't happen in the real world. But this is where we're headed in terms of the Republicans. Well, that's why this uh, these trials need to take place before the election takes yeah. place. And uh, so we're a year away from the DNC bringing in their big their big party for, you know, getting ready for the election. How do you think Chicago is going to manage that? Well, I'll tell you, I, I don't know if you saw today the articles that they expect that these Republican governors are going to be shipping five and ten times as many, uh, you know, uh, people to uh Chicago to New York just to overload us with, uh, you know, with basically the the people who are coming across the border. And it's just such a scummy thing to do. But, I mean, they're going to do it with a focus on making it even more unmanageable for the city of Chicago to handle the Democratic Convention. So I'm very I'm concerned about that. The crime is crazy. I mean, the crime is just, you know, they had Six people go in in the middle of the air show with guns to rob Prada in broad daylight uh, just over, you know, yesterday or the day before. I, I guess it was Thursday or Friday. And it's just become so rampant. And I and I think in part it's because, the, you know, the clown in charge doesn't have the guts to just come straight out and say, we're going to put an end to this. And so I'm, I fear for the city. I'm not, uh, I'm not particularly encouraged right now about what's going on. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Howard Tolman. He is the general managing partner of G2T3V. Coming up next, Steve has your news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, and that was brought to you by CareerVision.org. We're Chicago's very own WGN.